हेलो एवरीवन वेलकम टू ऑप्शन गेक दिस इज योर होस्ट विवेक पार्ट टाइम ऑप्शन ट्रेडर एंड फुल टाइम वर्कर हस्बैंड एंड फादर इफ यू आल्सो वांट टू जनरेट कंसिस्टेंट मंथली इनकम ट्रेडिंग ऑप्शंस व्हाइल वर्किंग इन योर रेगुलर डे जॉब देन जॉइन मी इन दिस जर्नी हेलो एवरीवन एंड थैंक यू फॉर ट्यूनिंग इन टू ऑप्शन गेक दिस इज योर होस्ट विवेक सोमानी एंड आई कम बिफोर यू टू प्रेजेंट द समरी फॉर द प्रीवियस वीक आई फ्रॉम जनवरी थर्टीथ टू जनवरी सेवनटीथ टू थाउजेंड ट्वेंटी और राइट विदाउट एनी जंप राइट इन टू इट एज ऑलवेज लेट्स फर्स्ट लुक एट द मार्केट हेडलाइंस आई थिंक आई you probably are getting bored by this particular headline which is records record rise in us stock indexes almost every stock index was up closer to 2% but the notable factor is that dow jones closed above 29000 for the first time in its history on previous wednesday and for s&p 500 it was seventh positive week out of past 8 weeks imagine for past 8 weeks almost 2 months 7 weeks it ended positive other important thing to notice is it was the first time after 23 weeks that s&p actually moved beyond its expected range it broke out of its expected range after 23 weeks for past 23 weeks it had been within its expected range movement so i might sound like a broken record pun intended but it is actually weekly record in the markets all right next us china trade pact finally signed on previous wednesday united states and china finally put an ink to the tariff negotiation agreement us had agreed to not impose some of the tariffs and china has agreed to buy a lot more of us goods now the finer details uh, i'm not aware of uh, but this is the at a high level that's what the negotiation was and also remember this was just a phase 1 trade deal <clears throat> but on a phase 2 uh the discussions will start pretty soon you might start to enjoy the music in the background uh, i'm sorry but uh somewhere near my house there is some somebody is playing music at really loud volume uh so enjoy while you can the third one is slump in german economy the biggest economy in europe germany's its economic growth fell lowest in last 6 years the gdp annual gdp growth was just 0.6% in 2019 no wonder that investors institutions across the world are investing money in us because everyone is chasing uh, economic growth given where german is the german growth is a lot of money pumping into us uh, that's why you know you you see the effect of that in us markets the one un- big reason for german economy slowing down is the weakness in automobile industry 
And an unofficial news is that China is actually arm twisting Germany to buy equipment for Huawei, allow Huawei to set up Germans, Germany's 5G infrastructure if Germany wants China to buy their automobile. So we'll see where it goes. Uh, and one side, China is pressurizing Germany to buy equipment for Huawei if they want China to continue buy German automobiles. On other side, US is pressurizing its allies not to install equipment for Huawei because of security concerns. I think German Chancellor Angela Merkel, she's in a bind and she has to figure out whom to antagonize or how to keep both US and China in balance. Next one, Bank Catalyst. Some of the nation's biggest bank, they just kicked off the earnings season. <clears throat> so the earnings season had just started. As always, it's always the financials that report their uh, results to begin the earnings season. Four out of the six major banks that have reported quarterly results, they all beat analyst estimates for earnings and revenue. And this happened despite the fact that interest rates are low. They are historical low, which ideally should reflect negative on banks' performance because if interest rates are low, the loan that they offer to their customers will be at a lower interest rate and hence the net interest margin could uh, decrease. Um, but banks have all, especially the big banks, have a lot more businesses than just loaning out. They have a business on investment banking, <coughs> excuse me. They have a business around uh, trading and while the, the impact of the low interest rate could have been negated by the growth in some of the other areas, right? Next one is a housing boom. Believe it or not, the US home building activity picked up and climbed to the highest level in 13 years. The number of new houses built in US climbed to 1.6 million units in 2019. And that was the highest number of units since December 2006. Yes, you heard it right. Since December 2006, that means 13 years ago, it happened. And now, US housing boom broke that record. Lastly, welcome to the Trillion Dollar Club. We got a new boy or in the Trillion Dollar Club now. Google's parent company, Alphabet, has become the fourth US company to achieve market capitalization of $1 trillion. The other three are Amazon, Apple, and Microsoft. Now, Google has also joined a trillion dollar boys club. All right, so those were the major market headlines. Now let's look at how the indices did last week and how did we perform. All right, so quick market summary or the indices summary. SPY ETF based on S&P 500 index. It opened at 326.39 and closed at 331.95. 
the change of 1.67% or 5.56. Dow Jones uh, ETF DIA Diamonds opened at 288.79 and closed at 293.27, an increase of 4.48 or 1.53%. QQQ Technology Sector ETF based on NDX index opened on 219.31 and closed the week at 223.38, an increase of 4.07 or 1.82%. Lastly, IWM opened at 164.94 and closed at 169.07, an increase of 4.13 or 2.44%. IWM had been a laggard in terms of the growth, but last week it caught up with the big brothers. It caught up with the tech, it caught up with S&P 500. So on an average, uh, looks like the broad market indexes they all increased around 2%. 2% increase in a week. Not bad at all. But can it continue? Will it continue? Who knows? I have no idea. And I don't even pretend to know where the market is going to go. I think neither anyone has. So we'll see what market gives. All right. So in that market scenario, how did we do? So last week... I totally closed 38 trades out of 38. 32 trades were closed profitable. So, and six were the losing trades, which puts us almost at 84% win rate. Uh, I'm pretty satisfied with that. And also, we opened 32 new trades. Now, <clears throat> these 32 new trades will include the net net new trades plus any adjustments, any hedging that we had done last week. All right. That was a, a summary. And before we jump into some individual trades, the topic for today's discussion. The topic that I want to talk about today is hedge or manage the trades at risk. And I cannot emphasize this enough the importance of hedging or managing your trades. And this is actually one aspect which separate the seasoned traders, the profitable traders, the men from amateur traders or separating men from boys. Once you put in a trade, just don't let it go to expiration, you know, and wake up suddenly and say, hey, what's happening to my trade near expiration? Keep an eye on it and be a little active in hedging or managing a trade if the trade is, you know, at a risky position. Again, I do not say that you have to be glued to your computer screen for the whole day to keep an eye on the trades. No, you got your own jobs to do. I got my own full-time job to do. I got two kids uh, to pick up and drop and, you know, take them to classes. And I got a full-time job. I got a, my calls with my teams in the morning and late evening. So 
So definitely I don't have a time to, you know, staring at the screen for the whole day. But at some button in a time, maybe during lunchtime, maybe during early morning, just have a look at your trades and see mm, which trades are at risk. And if you see some trades that are being uh, <clears throat> at a risk of losing money, try to hedge them. Try to manage the risk. Today, when I delve into some of the trades, you will see how we have converted some of the losing trades into profitable trades by using some of the hedging strategies. How we have, how we have changed a losing trade and reduced the loss by using hedging and risk management techniques. So it is very, very important for a seasoned trader to know the hedging strategies, to know how to manage a trade, to know how to convert a losing trade into profitable, or if you cannot convert into profitable trade, at least reduce your loss. Don't just sit around and you know hope that the trade will become profitable. Hope is not a strategy. All right. Enough on that, let's jump right into the details of the trades. All right, so first, top three trades that we close profitably. The first one I want to talk about is a short put that I had closed on stamp, ticker symbol STMP. If you recall the previous week update, we had actually rolled out the trade, the short put trade at strike price of 85, we have rolled it out from January expiration to February expiration. Reason? The reason was that stamp had gone below our strike price. So when we rolled out, STMP was trading at $82.55. So we had a short put for January expiration it was loss. Remember, I mentioned you have to actually manage it. So in this case, the way I managed was I extended the duration of the trade. I rolled it out from January to February and I collected additional premium. So whenever you collect an additional premium, you are reducing the risk on the trade. Everything else remains the same. No change in the number of contracts, no change in the strike price. Just I rolled the trade from January to February on 9th of January, collected additional premium, gave myself a little more time to be right. <clears throat> and lo and behold, STMP or STAMP started rising and on 17th, it hit my profit target. We closed the trade and made $345 as a profit. If I include the trade that I had closed in January as a part of rolling, then we eventually ended up in making $327 profit. Not bad at all. We, it, it was a losing trade in January and I'm very happy that we use the hedging technique of extending the duration to convert the losing trade of January into a profitable trade for February. And if you really look at it, the return on capital was almost 8% within 8 days. Pretty happy about it. <clears throat> the next trade that I want to talk about is 
similar to stamp, we also had a short put on green dot, ticker symbol GDOT. We had a short put on it for January expiration at a strike price of 25. And just like stamp, the stock fell and I had to use a hedging technique of extending the duration. So I rolled the trade from January to February expiration and the stock price at that time was $23. We did this roll means we opened up the February expiration trade on 3rd of January and we collected additional premium. So <clears throat> including the premium that uh, we had collected in the roll as well as the loss that we paper loss I would say we took it on the January because of the roll overall we had collected $1.81 as a premium and on 17th of January I closed this trade at $1.50 hence making 31 cents per contract as a profit so we were actually losing a lot more on this one and I'm happy that I was able to convert this losing trade into a profitable trade and was able to exit this profitably. If I do not consider the previous one, the rolled trade, overall we made $316 in it. But if I consider and I generally look at the overall the chain of trades, uh, we still made $62 as a profit if I look at the the overall multiple trades that happened in this one. I'm happy about it. Um, not a big amount, but considering the fact that we were losing a lot on this one, I'm happy that I'm able to actually exit this trade for profit. Uh, if you re really consider return on capital, including the, if I st start looking from the first trade, it is almost 6% within 36 days. Uh, not, not too shabby. Third one that I want to talk about was the a marijuana stock. So <clears throat> this is uh, the canopy growth, ticker symbol CGC. We had opened a short put in CGC at a strike price of 20. We had opened this trade on 6th of January and collected $2.68 as a premium. Stock cooperated, unlike the previous two trades, STMP and GDOT. In this case, stock cooperated, it moved up. So we got the benefit of stock working in our direction. Volatility came down and within 10 days, i.e. on a 16th of January, I closed this trade because it hit my profit target. So. When I initially opened the trade, we collected a premium of $2.68 and we closed it at $1.10. And hence, um, return on capital was 15% within 10 days in the trade. Not bad. Much, much, much better than any of the CDs or bonds that can give you. All right, so these were the top three uh, option trades, those were profitable. But like I said, I also had six losing trades. So let's talk about some of the losing trades. And there is a lesson to be learned also. 
The first one I want to talk about is the money that we lost on the call spread. So uh, I had put a call spread in SPY, which is a spider ETF, expiring 70th of January. It was a 320, 325 call spread. Means I had sold a call at 320 and bought a call at 325. Overall, I collected $1.42 as a premium. Now, the reason I put this trade was my 401k is mostly into SPY. If I really look into my portfolio beta weighted delta and it's beta weighted to SPY, I have tons of SPY equivalent in my 401k. So this was a kind of a hedge against that. It means if SPY goes down, my 401k will go down, but this option trade will make money. If SPY rises and breaches our call spread, I will lose money on the option side, but I'll more than make up money on my 401k side. So even though we lost money on this particular option trade, because when I opened the trade, I got a premium of $1.42, and we had to close it at almost at the width of the spread. So I had to close it at $4.75. So we lost money in this option trade, but I'm happy that my 401k made more than this loss, uh, a lot more than what I lost in the option trade. And you will see me, if you follow my trade, you will see me doing these hedge trades wherein I am okay to take a loss in my option trading account with the fact that my 401k or my long portfolio will benefit if, uh, if I lose on the option side. So that was a loss, but it was one of the biggest loss since in this particular sessions i only look at an option trading account so i put this as my top loss second trade i want to talk about is a, a, a paper loss or a loss that we have seen in the grubhub i had a 45 dollar um, i had a covered call on grubhub at a strike price of 45 i own 100 shares of grubhub in my option trading account and i had sold a covered call and it at it at $45 strike price. Now, Grubhub had jumped higher on some acquisition news and I did not want to let my shares called away. So I rolled out, gave myself a little more time to be right. So I rolled out the covered call from January to February. As you might have seen, in many cases, when you roll out the trade, you may have to close your current month, your front month trade at a loss, but you take a lot more premium in the back month or the month where you have rolled out the trade to compensate for that loss. That's exactly what happened here. So I closed out this trade, the January expiration trade for $6.82, but I opened the February expiration trade and collected more than $6.82 as a premium. So hence, for the January records, 
you see this appearing as a loss for for the month of January. But eventually we will see if the stock cooperates and come down, I will be able to maybe retain the shares and still make money on an option trade. If not, I let the share call get called away at $45. Third one I want to talk about is <clears throat> was an iron condor on X on the ETF XLY. Uh, we had an iron condor for January expiration with a short strike at 115 and 125. At that time, when we opened the trade, XLY was trading at $120.86. So we went almost $4 on the upside at $125 as a call uh, strike and $5.00. Uh, on the downside, $6 on the downside with a short put at $115. XLY, if you look at a graph of XLY, it just kept going up and up and up and up. So eventually, I had to close this trade at $2.85. When I opened the trade, we collected a premium of $1.07. And then we had to close this trade at $2.85, hence a loss of, and we did two contracts, so we had a net loss of $356. But I also put a lot of hedging trades on this one. The way what we did hedging was we rolled up the 115 short put to 120 short put. XLY kept going higher, so we continued to roll our put higher. We rolled then, we rolled 120 short put to 125, then we rolled it to 126, then we rolled it to 127. And when you keep rolling these puts higher and higher, we keep collecting premium, a lot more premium. So eventually, when on 17th I closed this trade, at $2.85, if I include all the premium that I've received by rolling the short put up, instead of $356 loss, the net loss is only $160. I'm not happy that I lost money on this particular trade, but I love losing less money. So I'm happy that I was able to reduce the loss from $356 to $160 if I include all the impact of all the rolls that we had done. So again, always hedge. Don't just sit and wait for market to give you what market gives. Uh, be active, try to hedge it, and in many cases you will see that you will be able to reduce your eventual loss like we have done in case of XLY. Or you may be able to convert the losing trade into profitable trade like we had done it for uh, Green Dot GDOT and for Stamp STMP. Be active. Manage your trades. That's the lesson for today. All right. Next, we want to talk about the new trades that we have done last week, top three new trades. 
first one is an iron butterfly at in the ETF XBI Xavier Baby Indiana with a short strikes at $93 and long strikes at 81 and 105 remember an iron butterfly means the short call and short put are at the same strike price in this case that strike price was 93 and i picked up 93 as a strike price because the stock was trading at $92.75 so i picked up the closest at the money strike price and then we went out and bought cheap protections on the put side we bought a long put protection at $81 strike price and on the call side we bought a cheap protection at $105 um, at a strike price of $105 in this trade we collected a premium of $7.10 so very rich in premium and uh, we did it for March expiration started to build our March uh, portfolio we'll see where it goes again since this is an iron butterfly I will close it the moment you know I've made close to 25 to 30 percent of the maximum profit of $700 so if the trade is making around $150 I'll close it second trade we want to talk about is uh, the Grubhub Remember, I mentioned that I rolled the 45 short call of Grubhub, ticker symbol GRUB, from January to February expiration. Because of that, we registered a loss for the January trade that I talked about uh, just recently. And I opened up the February strike uh, February covered call at $45 strike price for $8.52 so we'll go back we had closed the January 45 covered call at $6.82 and we opened the February one for $8.52 so net net we collected more premium so that eventually when we close the trade either we reduce the loss or we increase our profits so till now the total premium that we have collected on grubhub including the initial premium and then the rolls etc everything is three dollar fifty cents so this is a covered call means i hold 100 shares of grubhub and if by february uh, expiration which stays above 45 my shares will get called away and I have collected a premium of $3.50 so not bad last trade I want to talk about is again a trade that we rolled from January to February it's a <clears throat> short put in gold miner juniors ticker symbol GDXJ so we had a short put in GDXJ at a strike price of 42 and stock did not cooperate it fell and it was below 40 it was $39.95 that is when I decided to 
start putting in our hedging strategies. Again, first I looked at can I roll this trade out from January to February and collect more premium? And if that was possible, I would rather do that. And I found out that that was very much possible. So I rolled this trade from January expiration to February expiration, collected additional premium. So our 42 put for the February, we collected $2.77 as a premium on this one. And the strike price when we opened the trade was $39.95. We'll keep an eye on these trades uh, next week. And the week after that is where, you know, it will be time to start closing the profitable trades or start managing and hedging the trades that are at risk so that either we convert the risky trades into profitable trades or we reduce the amount of loss on those risk trades. All right, so that's all on the details of the trades. Once again, if you want to learn how to trade options while you're working on a full-time job, go to my website, www.optiongig.com hover on the education tab and then click on either beginner, intermediate or advanced. You'll find a list of videos for option traders at each level. Everything is free, no charge to it. I just want to share my journey. I want to share what I have learned and I have learned a lot from option trading community. This is a token of me giving back to the same community. If you want to follow my trades, and I, as you had seen, I only discussed the top three trades in the, in the weekend update, but I do a lot more trades. So if you want to follow on my trades, you can go to the website www.optiongig.com forward slash trades. You will see all the trades listed in a chronolog chronological order and you can pick and choose which trade you, which day trades you want to see. All right, with this, uh, I come to the end of today's session. If you have any questions, uh, please feel free to write it to optiongig at gmail.com. And if you like these weekend updates, help me by spreading the word and subscribe to my YouTube channel on uh, option gig also if you're listening it on a podcast i will love it if you can leave a review on the podcast uh, that will also help us spread the word and allow other part-time option traders to find this and you know maybe learn from this as well so well thank you very much for your time and i'll see you next week with again the weekly update thank you bye bye Please note that all the information presented is purely for educational purposes and is not a financial or investment advice. I don't know you, you don't know me, so do yourself a favor and don't invest or trade solely based on what you hear.